Hey, welcome to the Dream Napkin Devotion Series Day 8. My name is Jason Isaacs, I'm a pastor at Hope City Church, and I'm pumped that you're listening to this. Uh, you might guess by saying day 8 that there's been seven previous days of this. And so if this happens to be your first day, you can find all the other podcasts uh, and, and read the blogs and, and devotions on the church website. Just go to realhopenow.com, or if you're listening to this on the church app, you can, you can find the previous episodes on there as well. But today is day eight. I'm actually flying solo today. Nobody, nobody wanted to join me, but that's all right. We're going to do it anyway. Come on, let's go. Our verses for today are from Genesis chapter 6, verses 21 and 22. Um, This is what it says. It says, And be sure to take on board enough food for your family and for all the animals. So Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded him. This is from the story of Noah, and we're only six chapters into the Bible. But society had taken such a dire turn for the worse that God decided to flood the earth and to start over with Noah, his wife, and, uh, and his three sons. And so over the next hundred years, hundred years it took him to build this thing, but over the next hundred years, Noah built an ark to the exact specifications that, that God had given him. And just in case you were wondering, those specifications were 510 feet long. Okay, that's long enough to hold three space shuttles. So just imagine 510 feet long and then 50 feet tall. So that's the equivalent of a four-story house. So probably take your house and double it, all right? So 510 feet long, 50 feet tall. A hundred years later, Noah has built the ark. So I don't think it's an understatement to say that completing the ark was supernatural. I don't care how gifted you are, talented, hardworking. 510 feet long, 50 feet high, 100 years. Come on, that's supernatural, all right? But we have to be careful not to mistake supernatural intervention for the absence of work ethic, talent, and study. Does that make sense? Sometimes because we think something supernatural, we think that it takes nothing in the natural. No natural effort because it's just supernatural. But the story of Noah would tell us something different. Now, God could have easily spoken an ark into existence, right? He just I mean, five chapters earlier, he had done that with the earth. So, so maybe God could have said, let there be an ark. And instantly, Noah would have had the sweetest uh, ship on the, on the flooded sea. But that's not what God did. Noah probably, over that hundred-year span, suggested to God on some frustrating days uh, when he measured and cut the boards wrong or got splinters or, uh, you know, worked longer than he maybe wanted to. He probably was talking to God on the way back home. Like, God, could you speed up the process? God, could you just create an ark for me? That would be that would be fantastic. But that's not what God did. God did not speak a boat into existence. He spoke an idea into the heart of a man. He, he didn't speak a boat. He spoke a dream into the heart of a man. So after a hundred years of faithful hard work and ridicule from his peers, the ark was almost ready. We're getting to the end. This is amazing. But God had one more command for Noah, and that's what we just read. Don't forget to take enough food on board 
for everyone. Now, I got to admit that every time I read this verse, my mind is kind of blown a little bit. I don't know if you are seeing this the way that I'm seeing it, but but can you imagine after a hundred years of faithful obedience and hard work that the boat is built, everything's ready to go, the animals are two by two, here we go. Can you imagine that Noah gets on board, shuts the door, the rain's falling down, and one of his one of his kids is like, Dad, where, where's the cereal? Where's, where's the bread? Where, where's the food? And Noah's like, oh my gosh. Listen, I have forgotten to go by the grocery store so many times on the way home when my wife has said, hey, don't forget to go by the grocery store. Can you imagine if that's what Noah had done? What if Noah built a boat, a hundred years of work, faithful obedience, but he runs out of food? It's crazy to think that civilization rested on Noah not forgetting to stop by the grocery store. Let me tell you why this verse, I think, is so important. Because Bible verses like these are a reminder that you play a crucial role in God's most miraculous endeavors. Verses like this are a reminder that God rarely provides supernatural help for something that you can do naturally. God gives you the dream, but he asks you to do the work. Wouldn't it be amazing if God's like, I'm going to give you the dream and eliminate the process, eliminate the work. But that's not what he does. He gives you the dream, and then he asks you to do the work. You'd be crazy not to want a miracle to accompany the dream. We want God's dream to fall into our lap, but that's not the way God does it. And I would be willing to bet that most of the people you're looking at from the outside, who you assume it fell in their lap, it did not fall in their lap. It took a ton of hard work. God often produces extraordinary miracles through ordinary obedience. So is there something that you could do today that seems really ordinary, but once God does his part, it becomes extraordinary? What could you do? What ordinary act could you do in the area of your life where you're wanting it to improve, where you're wanting uh, to dream a little bigger, to see God do something miraculous? What's something ordinary that you could do? couple of examples. He's like, man, I really have a dream for my family, for my marriage, but it's not going good right now. I need God to do a miracle. Here's what I believe. God will do a miracle, but you could buy flowers. God will do a miracle, but you could do the dishes. God will do a miracle, but you can set up a counseling appointment. Maybe your dream is in an area of money or finances, and you're like, man, I really need God to do a miracle. I believe with all of my heart that he will do a miracle. But he asks you to put together a budget. He asks you to find a second job. He asks you to cut up the credit cards. So ordinary, but then God does what he does, and it becomes extraordinary. So what is it that you're wanting the God to do miraculously, and God wants you to do it naturally? Because that is a potent combination when they come together. All right, let's end today with our prayer. Every day we end with a prayer. Day eight, here is our prayer. God, forgive me for waiting for you to do something I could have done myself. Help me to do what I know you want me to do today. Let me say it one more time. God, forgive me for waiting for you to do something I could have done myself. Help me to do what I know you want me to do today.